like just like, like just like randomly just like, oh my god well hello everybody i'm arden rose and i'm will dobbichin and you're listening to crash on my couch which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about ain't that right willie d that is right this week on Crash on My Couch, we talk about bringing your peacock onto an airline and why that's a great idea. We talk about the search for life under an Antarctica iceberg. And we talk about how you can make the gym a much more fun experience by orgasming everywhere. This week and more on Crash, Crash on My, my Couch. couch. Well, well, hey guys. guys. Oh, welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden. And I'm Will. And we're talking about shit this week. Nice. What up, kiddos? It's a nice intro. Uh, thank you for bearing with us last week. We did sort of an, um, a highlight video, or not video, wow, a highlight episode last week. Um, if you can't tell, we're a little addle-brained right now. I'm going through pilot season right now. Um, so I'm doing auditions after auditions after auditions, and it's very fun and exciting. But also takes up like a shit ton of my time on top of like YouTube stuff and all of that. And Will just got back in town. Yes. How's that? <laughs> uh, good. I I've been uh, uh, getting up fairly early, which has been nice. Fairly early. You were making me coffee this morning at seven in the morning. Actually, it was six thirty. Whoa, honey! Bitch. It took you a long time to make me coffee then. Um. Yeah, honestly, the technique we use to make coffee takes way too long. Um, <laughs> what technique is it? Can you go step by step? It, it would bore the hell out of people. Um, but I've been enjoying the uh, the new early morning kick I've been getting. Because of the jet lag, it's like eight hours. You end up getting up really early, but I want to stay getting up early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, do you remember that time that we talked about how like it's unhealthy for couples to run together? And then we started running together. And then we started running together. And <laughs> we've been fine. Will woke me up. Wait, was is the first morning you got back. We had kind of talked on Skype a little bit about, or FaceTime a little going bit. Going for a run. Going for a run together. Because Will was like, ooh, it'd be kind of cool if we, like, you know, spent our mornings being athletic and shit. And I was like, yeah, sounds like a plan, Stan. I can eat more during the day. That's great. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I kind of, in the back of my head, Will gets to these, like, ideas where he's like, yeah, I want to work out. Or, like, yeah, I want to do rock climbing. Or, yeah, I want to, like, do some kind of exercise. But, like, 50% of the time we do it once, and then we don't ever do it again. Yeah. But we've done – we've run three times since you've been back. Twice. Am I giving myself extra credit? Yep. You are. But maybe we can do the third time tomorrow. Or That's true. Yeah. Also because I was running on my own before you came. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So there you go. We're just basically what we're saying is don't ever take our advice because we're always going to go back on it. Well, <laughs> you do like – I'll be like going at like a steady pace. Then Adam will be like, oh, what if we just like sprint this last bit? And I'm like, no. Oh, you're like – No. Li- listen, I'm trying to push you, okay? I'm trying to push you to be yeah, your best. Yeah, you're like a, a – like, yeah, like crazy obsessive. And I'm like, no, I just want to like just go For a little slowly. jog. But I'll also walk when you want to walk. I'll take my, you know, I'll slow down. Yeah, but I do thought there's like there's a fire inside you to like <laughs> take off at any moment. It's because I'm un- I am unhealthy when I work out because I don't know, like, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but I don't know where my limit is. Like, I don't know, until I'm gasping and I feel like I'm going to throw up, I don't know where my limit is. <laughs> so like, I don't know. And that sounds like I'm 
really good at running or something. But in reality, it's like I could run for 15 minutes just really hard, not knowing that I shouldn't go that hard and end up like throwing up on a sidewalk. So like it's not a good thing. And it doesn't mean I'm athletic. It just means that I don't know when to stop. Yeah. Which is how most of my life is. So that's okay. Yeah. Right? Zero to 100. Yeah. Real quick. That's just how, that's the obsessive life. Oh, oh, life. Oh, well. Obsessive life. Okay. okay. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to our first segment. Okay. Well, first, wait, real oh, quick, though. Okay. We got a lot of our suggestions from you guys on Twitter. Thank you so much for sending in your stuff. Yes. Um, okay. So, a little announcement today, which we just decided. We just had a little roundtable discussion for a minute and a half. Um, we're going to open up a Twitter for Crash on My Couch. Open up a Twitter. Yeah. We're, we're making a Twitter. Opening up the door. Letting people in to the Crash on My Couch Twitter. We're going to hopefully get the right name, but we don't really know what it is yet. Uh, Um, We will be posting it on Twitter, on our Twitters as well, at Arden Rose and at Will Derbyshire. Yeah. The reason why we want to do that is because you guys send us in some really great suggestions for, um, obviously, like, segments in the week. But it can be kind of hard to sift through them because we're also posting, like, bomb-ass selfies of ourselves. So, like, all those compliments get mixed (laughs) up. You know what I mean? And it's like, where where am I supposed to – how am I supposed to differentiate these things? (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely go and follow that podcast. It'll also – or podcast. Wow. Um, Follow that Twitter so that you can be updated on the podcast. Uh, We'll make sure to tweet out the Twitter, the at handle on our own separate Twitters. But also any news that you would want to know about the podcast, when new episodes are coming out, if we're doing like one-off specials, anything. If you want to be heard, if you want to send in, hey, we all feel weird sometimes questions or anything, you can send it to that podcast um, Twitter. God. <laughs> it's Twitter. You're, you're, you're getting confused out there. I got it. Do you? Okay, listen. I know I sound really official when I start going on these, like, these official rants, but you got to help me out because I'm suffering right now. Well, then let me chime in. <laughs> okay, go for it. Do it. There's going to be a Twitter. It's going to be called Crash on My Couch <laughs> Podcast. You can send things there. That's pretty much it. Thank you, Ron Swanson. Um, okay, cool. Well, there you go. At at Crash on My Couch Podcast. Nope. Crash on My Couch Show Podcast? What did you say? Just Crash on My Couch Podcast. Crash. That's the name of it. <laughs> at Crash on My Couch Podcast. I'm sorry, Although guys. that's I'm quite a like a long, like, a, that's kind of a great, like, well, well, that's could what it I be, saying. should it be COMC Podcast? Well, now we're debating it live on the air. What are we Shit. supposed to do? Shit. We'll figure it out. All, all I'm saying is just go check our goddamn Twitters and we'll figure it out. Okay? I think COMC podcast is way better than Crash on My Couch podcast. Okay. That, can you even fit that in? I 100% agree with you, but this is a debate for another okay, time. Right, right. Okay. So let's move on to our first segment. <laughs> Which is... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which should be us, because we're trying to make wah, it wah. We're trying to make an at Weekly while idiot. being live. Um, so, like we said earlier, a lot of our segments have been user-generated because you guys are the best. Um, and this one is from Lauren Ashley. Thank you, Lauren Ashley, for sending this in. At 24 Lauren Ashley, you da bomb. Um, she sent in an article, which is really interesting. Um, it's a, a woman was denied emotional support peacock on a United flight. Um, so uh, can you just say that again? Yes. 
So this is um, just the headline. Yeah, this is newsforjacks.com. Woman denied emotional support peacock on United flight. So what? You know, I what? Didn't know where they... where will United end? You know, can any animal be an emotional support? That's a really good question. Animal. That's a really good question, and like uh, on the line of being insensitive, what does constitute an emotional support animal? Is it only trained animals? But can you train a peacock to support you emotionally? <laughs> I, I generally feel like um, if I had a dog, it would be like a, a good emotional support animal for me. I could. I feel like yeah. I'd really. I think both of us would really benefit, benefit from it. From that, I but completely like, agree. I but then I don't understand. I don't know anything about peacocks. I'll tell you right now, they're not. They're birds. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Um. But like, like are they're they not like cuddly dogs? Okay. Like. <laughs> Yeah, do they... They probably show love. Show and, love and emotion. Yeah. Or, you know. They're beautiful animals, but they, you shouldn't... Like, especially this... It looks like it's a male peacock. It, it kind of sounds like she just wanted to take her peacock on the plane. No, that's exactly what it was. It sounds like someone might have had an emotional connection with a peacock. Maybe not... Definitely not an emotional support animal. But she just wanted to take her peacock. She was on like, plane. "Yeah, sure." Like, well, let me see. I can. I, I want to take my fucking peacock on this plane. I'm like, gonna do it. I there mean, are pictures too that are so good. Like it's so for, ridiculous. For those of you who can't see it, um, it is a peacock on a conveyor belt in the yep, airport. Yep. It, I want. I want someone to like. Just when you thought the world couldn't get any worse. You know what I want someone to do, like cartoon style, is be like, "All right." Uh, you know what? I want them to act like nothing's happened with this peacock be like can you put your luggage up on the scale put the peacock on the scale oh it's overweight can you get any any weight off of it like pull out some feathers right pop it back on wrap it up in saran nice. wrap that's a nice little bit throw it a, yeah, yeah put it under the thing you know yeah. what i mean like oh can you take out it's like five pounds overweight can you take out anything and then they go through like this workout montage with the peacock you're trying to cram your peacock in the luggage in the thing, overhead baggage. Fit. Yeah, like, it won't fit. And you're like, "Can someone help me with this?" And they're like, "Okay, tuck the tail feathers." And then the peacock's like shoved up there. And then at some point, there's turbulence, and it goes and like pops open and falls. That's the noise they make. No, definitely not. Okay. But I just went for like a generic bird noise. So can you tell me more about the article then? Right. I mean, it's pretty. It's, you speculated. <laughs> it's pretty like um, pretty, pretty, pretty self-explanatory, but it's pretty good though. Um, a woman at Newark Liberty International Airport recently brought a peacock to fly with her on a United Airlines flight, according to the travel blog Live and Let Fly. That's me. Um, Live and Let Fly reported earlier this week that even though the unidentified woman claimed that she had a second ticket for the peacock, the airline denied her request. She bought a ticket for this. And then was denied? Well, I'm not surprised. Peacocks are fucking big. Have you seen a peacock in real life? They're, I'm looking at one right here. The back of their feathers. They, They're huge, they, dude. They take up some space. They, they couldn't fit that in an in a airplane seat. Not comfortably. And also, like, I don't want a peacock with its sharp beak, like, close by me or my children traveling on an airline. Peacocks are really cool. But peacocks are definitely, like, of all the animals that you could try and get away with. Peacock's definitely not the Peacock's one that you're going to really get away with. really kind of far out That one. one's a little too far out. Also, it's known for its flashiness. Like, what are you trying to do? I feel like it's almost as far out as, like, yeah, this is my it's emotional like support. A, like, this is my, leopard. This is my, <laughs> this is yeah, my this emotional is my, support leopard. This yes. is my emotional support. Orangutan. Zebra. Zebra works, too. My emotional support. Marmot. Like a, <laughs> my ostrich. My emotional support. This ostrich. is my emotional support beaver, and you would be kind to not take him away Literally. from me. That's me. 
Um, okay, beavers so are cute, though. Beavers are real cute. I mean, ostriches, everything's cute. I love animals. But this animal did not meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including its weight and size. Beavers are, like, more contained than... <laughs> peacock. The thing is with peacocks, like, you think you've got them down to one size. You're like, okay, so, like, you're feeling pretty snug in your seat, and then they just kind of inflate, and all their feathers come out. <laughs> It's like a mating ritual. That's not the same thing. And they do that all the time. Not unless there's another, like, not unless they feel threatened. I've been around so many peacocks, and, like, they've How definitely done that. How peacocks have you been around? I've How? seen peacocks. I've seen peacocks. I've seen peacocks. I've seen a few in my life. And did I tell you that there was one that got stuck up in my tree when I was, like, 10 years old? No. Like, outside of our house in Little Rock, Arkansas. Was there was it a, a peacock big one? in our tree. And did you show up his feathers? It was giant, and it had escaped from the zoo. Whoa. No, like for reals. It was hiding up in our tree. Like it was it was a big ass peacock in our tree. Fuck. How wild is that? But you kind of missed my favorite part about this, which is this animal did not meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including its weight and size. We explained this to the customers on three separate occasions before they arrived at the airport, said United in a statement. Um, so they weren't just like, no, you can't bring it on. It's a fucking peacock. They were like, it doesn't meet our size and weight requirements. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was literally like hand luggage. You just pay extra for, like, another piece of ham luggage. Can you imagine? Oh, my God, there's a peacock tax. Do you Can you imagine? Like, a peacock on, um... What? On a leash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen, like, mega wealthy, like, Russian oligarchs walking around peacocks? Because I definitely have. You can walk a peacock? Yeah. How? For sure. Well, would they guide you? Pull a tiny little leash around his long-ass, beautiful, elegant neck. They guide you. This beautiful, elegant neck guides you forward, yeah. It just seems so weird. I mean, you wouldn't. No one would. It's not a good... But have you heard about, like, peacock farms? Yeah. That's, like, a thing. Like, And it's not, like, to eat peacock or anything like that. But it's just, like, you know, people want peacocks, I guess. Because I've heard of, like, Northern California, like, old school... Like, I remember a friend of mine who who lived near Bakersfield had... Their, like, uncle had a peacock farm. And they would walk the peacocks and stuff. Interesting. Weird. But, you know, it's like the equivalent of, like, bringing on, like, a turkey. Like, you're not going to, like... Yeah. Honestly, it's a little bit like if they had let the peacock on, I would have been like, it's sort of bird racist. It is. Because they would not let a turkey on there. Why can't I let a penguin on there? Yeah, or a penguin. What, you going to be bird racist? Yeah. <laughs> this is my emotional support penguin. Yeah. If you could also, just... how great would that be if I had an emotional support penguin? Yeah, this is Flippers, and he goes with me everywhere. And it was in a little tuxedo. Oh, and he had a little bow tie. Yeah. That'd be really cute. Okay. Well, honestly, is she a weekly idiot? Mm, she's walking the line of it because, one, at least she tried. I do appreciate the fact that she was told three separate times, no, please do not bring the peacock, and still did. That's gumption. She was bullheaded as fuck. That's she was like, nah, I'm bringing my peacock yeah. with me. So we'll say it. You know what? Yep. United Airlines, screw you. Again, weekly idiot, United Airlines. You should let that peacock. The other thing is like, wait, where was she going where she needed her peacock? Oh, that's the best thing in the world is they don't give you that context. Like, is she just going to visit relatives or is she like going to Barbados with her peacock? Maybe, maybe, yeah, she just goes on vacation with her peacock all the time. And takes like really wacky tourist photos with her peacock. Yeah, that like the peacock like applies suntan lotion on her. Oh my gosh, she's like ooh, and the peacock's like pulling her bikini strap. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, it's just they're playing volleyball together. They're playing volleyball, and they sleep in twin beds. 
That's cute. Or in the same bed. Ooh, and they have like a spa day, and they she, he has like a mask on his face with like those two cucumbers over his eyes, and like a little towel wrapped around his little peacock head. Nice. That's cute. That, That's cute. I love. I love where this is going. <laughs> and he's like getting a manicure, but it's just feathers, and so they're just trimming they're his just feathers. Gro- groomiest feathers. Oh, that's so cute. Now I'm really sad. Like I said before, screw United. You could have had a peacock vacation montage. You could have had a peacock in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, doing like a, in a eating in a, a suckling pig and a rubber ring in the sea. Oh. Okay. We got off. We got off topic. Um, <laughs> Listen, we were pretty on topic, but we probably should move on to our next segment. So, guys, our next segment is Yar. Let's, Let's go, go on, on a, a treasure hunt. hunt. Which is my favorite segment for those of you who are just new to this. Um, I love this because I think we're. I think if I'm not speaking out of turn, we're yeah. doing two weeks of. Treasure hunt episodes. Yeah, we've got a segment for next week too. Yeah, that's exciting, and that's that's how I want it. Mm-hmm. That's how I want it. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I would have all episodes about treasure hunting at all given times. I agree with that. Um, so Gizmo.com, they just published this article, uh, which is that scientists are set to explore a mysterious seafloor exposed by Antarctica's giant iceberg. So there was this like massive iceberg in Antarctica, huge. Fuck off, big ass <laughs> iceberg. Thank so you. big that it weighs a trillion tons and has a surface area of 2,000 square miles. So big wow. fuck off iceberg. Yeah. Uh, is that even considered, like, what is considered an iceberg? Because I think of that as, like, ice land. It's four times the size of London. Oh. So <laughs> it's big. Um, so basically this iceberg, which is it's called Iceberg A68, uh, it split last year, and now, I feel like I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I think I did too. And I think now, as a result of that, the iceberg is split, and um, obviously it's drifting away. But it's exposed underneath it this um, whole sea life, which no one has been able to see for a hundred thousand years. Whoa, because it's been like preserved underneath this yeah, ice. Yeah, you just can't get under it. Now you can. So Whoa. scientists are putting together a ragtag team of of individuals to go and find. <laughs> What's going to be under that? You want them all to have nicknames, like yeah. Short Stack, and he's the guy who can like hold his breath for a long yeah. time, but yeah, he can yeah, swim. Yeah. He can swim all the way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. real small. Yeah, and he's got a scar over his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like, like Sharpshooter, like who, Ocean's like, Eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but literally Ocean's Eleven because they're going in the ocean. Nice. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Where are they going to find under there? Yeah, hundred thousand years. That's a long, it's a long fucking time, time dude. Uh, and honestly, it's probably a very good thing for that environment because it seems like the moment human beings crack open something, they have to kind of fucking ruin it. So, like, let's enjoy it before it gets ruined. I have a feel like this is the start of a terrible horror movie, Ooh, sci-fi horror movie. Cthulhu's down there. Cthulhu's down there. Oh, my God. That's where he was this oh, whole time. It's something a little bit more optimistic. Like, you can find oh. a dinosaur down there. Whoa. Frozen dinosaur. Whoa. In can ice. you imagine? <gasps> a T-Rex in Whoa. ice. The missing link. The missing it's link. It's like a human-fish hybrid in the water. Whoa. Mermen. Mermen. Mermaids. They're all down there. They're They've been down, down there for 100,000 years. And we're about to find we're about them. To that sounds really interesting to me. I want to watch that movie. I know. It's called Atlantis, I think. I think it is called I think Atlantis. it's called Atlantis. I think that's the movie um, where all that happens and the mermen and they 
find the missing link and so dinosaurs. It says here that um, an international team led by the British Antarctic Survey, BAS, will travel to the area abroad the RRS James Clark Ross Cute. for a three-week mission beginning on February 21st, 2018. <gasps> Ooh! Ooh, so this is soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this... my gosh. We'll give you updates then when we find out what's going on with the with the world under there. I'm really excited because we watched a little bit of Blue Planet. And I've never really been that interested in. I mean, I think the Antarctic, the Antarctic, without being punny, is really cool. But um, whenever we watched it, I don't know why. I just feel cold when I, when I watch it. I don't like feeling cold. Yeah. Because I'm like a snuggled up kind of person, and so I, I always kind of just didn't love those kind of episodes where you just explore the Antarctic. But they did one where they talked about what was the one that was like it was. In was it Antarctic. in Antarctica? Yeah, yeah, and it was, and on, it was all dark underneath. And it was, yeah, it was pitch black. But pitch when you black. got down there, there was like tons of like flora and fauna. And it was like a yeah, veritable, yeah, yeah. it was like a reef. But it was in the yeah, Antarctic. Yeah, yeah. And I just always assumed that because the that water was wasn't warm. That was really cool. That was really I just, cool. I just assumed that because the water wasn't warm and there wasn't much sunlight that there wouldn't be much there. But there was actually so many different organisms there. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre because it's like in this documentary, and I think this is kind of probably what they're excited about, like, you go under the water and it's just, you know, darkness. Like, there's no, there's no light down there. And then you keep going down, keep going down. And if you shine a light, you can see it's this whole, like, bustling coral life going down there. And I think what they're trying to find now is any fish, any well, like a, corals, any plankton, yeah. any whatever it is. A little water society living down there. Yeah. I'm just ready to meet. I'm really, like, I'm really excited to meet the mer people that they find. I know. And Cthulhu, because I've always wanted to pick his brain. Same. Or his hive mind. You know, I'm just like, yo, Cthulhu, why are you going to kill us? Yo, what up? Listen, but also, can I go first? Nice. I want to be the first for to for Cthulhu to eat. Really? Yeah, because then I'm like, that's dope. Like, I was the first person that Cthulhu sacrificed. But you wouldn't know because you'd be dead. Oh, no, yeah, I'd be super dead. But, like, everyone's going to be dead when Cthulhu Maybe comes not. back. Maybe we can stop him. No, Cthulhu's like the devourer of gods. Shit, well, February 21st. You heard it here first. God damn it. It's the end of the world. Should we, like, set a reminder on uh, February 21st just to let everyone know, like, hey, just make sure, like, board up your house. (laughs) Cthulhu's coming. It's all going to shit. Yep. His favorite meal is Jell-O Pops. So just (laughs) hold those. Yeah. Pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Hopefully we'll find some cool stuff down there. Apparently they're going to start doing it. um, They're doing it so quickly is because, I guess, sunlight, because it's cracked. And it's exposed the sun coming in, uh, that can change like the ecosystem. So they want to like crazy. see what it's like now before it like new before species it start to yeah adjust to it. That's yeah. so interesting because I guess yeah it's been just to reiterate this because I want to make sure that I got it right. It's not about them exploring the crack that the iceberg has come out of. It's about what's underneath it, right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure it wasn't like the breaking off of this piece and then looking at the broken off part. It's about no. what's underneath this yeah, iceberg. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's what's in the sea. There's so much stuff in the sea. Like, we don't... That's why, like, I love the Blue Earth stuff, because you you always forget about the sea, and but so much of the sea is unexplored. You have no idea what's down there. You are... I would love to be in a submarine. You are so... Like, you got such a hard-on for James Cameron. That's your man. Yeah. That's your man. Because what James Cameron did, Arden... <laughs> Was he was like We've definitely mentioned this we have, on the podcast. What James Cameron did, Arden, <laughs> was he was like, yo, I wanna like go and explore and find some cool shit. Yeah. 
So he was like, mm, I need like a fuckload of money to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and make Terminator, Titanic, and Avatar. So you're telling me that he had no, he didn't give a shit about any of the movies. He just really loved yeah, the ocean. Yeah, he, he needed cash. He knew how to write a script. <laughs> he made his movies. And now he's used his cash to be one of the first people to solo die of the Marina Trench in a one-man submarine. I mean, that's unbelievably sick. James. James. I'm going to be the new James Cameron. Um, this is just a quick brief um, shout-out to James Cameron. If you ever want to be on the podcast, just let us know, and <laughs> we'll, we'll just die. So there you go. Um, James Cameron, anytime. Let's move on to our final segment, <laughs> finally. All right, so this next one is a fun one to end on, uh, and this is... Go Science! Go Science! Go, go science. science! Yeah! Woo! This is an interesting one, because female sexuality is interesting. And just real quick, a big thank you and shout out to at only Maynard, I think your name is Carla, for sending in this beautiful uh, Corgasm article. Thank you for your input. We are very excited to talk about this. Let's do it. This is from the mirror.co.uk. Um, women are enjoying orgasms in the gym, and it's nothing to do with sex. What? Everything's to do with sex, so I don't like that statement. But, uh, yep, the corgasm, in quotes, was first recognized in 1953, and it can happen, especially during running or weightlifting. I have actually heard about this before. Wait, what do you, wait, what? I'm about to go into it, but I've actually heard about this before. It happening during While you're working out. out. Yeah. yeah, because it's all about blood flow. But you're not, like... You're not touching yourself. No. So how... Listen, here we go. I'm going to read this article. Okay. And we'll talk about it. Until the day comes where you're paid vast sums of money to attend the odd gym class, many of us will have strained relationships with exercise. That's me. Yes, we know it's good for us. Yes, we try our best to stay healthy, but it's not always easy to enjoy it. Or is it? Some women are apparently deriving a lot of enjoyment out of exercise, far beyond feeling that runner's high everyone's always banging on about. Some women are having orgasmic releases while in the gym. Also called a corgasm, according to scarymommy.com, which is a very upsetting website what domain. A, what a great name. Why the fuck would you... What a great, what a great like, classic website name. Why would you call your blog scarymommy.com? That is scaring me, mommy. I, mean, I don't listen, like that. We, we, we're going to remember it. I hate it. Um, while doing an intense workout, your body can reach an orgasm because of the release of or- endorphins. While this is more prevalent during ab workouts, it can also occur during running or weightlifting. What's more is a corgasm can even potentially last for hours, and the contractions can be felt in the abdomen and inner thighs. That's terrible. I know. It, that actually sounds awful. Um, corgasms were first addressed in 1953 by sexologist, which, yes, um, Alfred Kinsey. In Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, he wrote that 5% of women he spoke with mentioned experiencing orgasms during exercise. Of course, as fun as corgasm may sound, their habit of striking while you're in a public place probably isn't ideal. Still, is this enough to entice you to go to the gym? No. Why why would I want to publicly orgasm constantly? So you've never had a corgasm? No. I've never heard of that. I've never been... Well, I've heard of it, but I... Is it when you're working out super hard? Like... You have the same, like, orgasm response... While you're working out, which I guess makes sense because, like, ultimately an orgasm is just, like, blood flow and muscle contraction. But is it a different type of orgasm to a mm-hmm. sexy orgasm? I think it probably feels the same. I mean, not it doesn't feel the same. If it can, if it can last a couple hours, I would almost consider that cramping. 
<laughs> is it like a tingle? More of a tingle? No, I think it's like, like you know when you... Like a proper orgasm. Well, okay. You know when, like, when someone touches your arm and you get, like, goosebumps and mm. it, like, feels really good for yeah. a second? Yeah. I bet you money it's like that, but, like, in your muscles. Whoa. Because that's sort of what an orgasm feels like anyway. Wouldn't that be incredible? You go to work out and you just... Just, just. Can you imagine though? Like you're like, okay, I'm gonna go biking. Oh, like just like, like just like randomly, just like, oh my god! Like every two seconds, and like they're like, oh my god! Well, Arden just ran three miles. Is, she reached her peak goal. Not even that. Arden ran half a mile and yeah. just no. I stop step on the treadmill and I'm like, uh-huh. like no, thank you. It sounds horrible. Although it says it's more likely with ab workouts. Which I find interesting because a lot of times when you're doing ab workouts, you're tensing your kind of like butt, thigh, pelvic region anyway. Yes. Yeah. So I think that goes hand in hand. Like a lot of people use their abs when they're orgasming, like orgasming to have like a clitoral orgasm anyway. So all of that makes sense to me, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, hmm. I don't know if, like, that's the most desirable thing to happen. I think that would be really distracting if I was in the gym and I was like, time to do 10 reps. Yeah. Got to my fifth one. Time to do 10 reps. And then just got super tired all at once because I just came everywhere. So, like, I don't really want that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's kind of a weird process. I don't know. I could see maybe on – it's crazy that it's ab workouts and running. I would probably argue that running is the last place where I will orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to argue that's the last place that that will happen for Okay, me. yeah. Yeah. But anyways, interesting thoughts. New reason maybe to go work out. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, because obviously the sexologist is saying that 5% of women are able to do it. So, like, maybe just go see if it's There's you. There's a new incentive. Let's see if you can, like, write something really cool in your Tinder bio. Yeah. I orgasm every time I run. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I'm a, I'm a cheap date. I orgasm every time I run. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. me. That's me. All right. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting. On that note, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, by the way, guys, just FYI, uh, I was on the Get Up on This podcast this week as well. So if you want to go listen to me chatting to Jensen, um, having a good time, I recorded that Sunday and that just went live Tuesday. So if you want to listen to that, you can. Also, be looking out for our new Twitter. Which will COMC podcast probably it will probably be COMC podcast. <laughs> we don't even know if that's available. Crash my couch podcast is, is a terrible app. We can't possibly have something. <gasps> you were the one that originally came up with it, and now you're dogging on it. One well, was because that's I thought that was the best we could do. The COMC podcast has to be it. Right? You're reaching for the stars with that. One. I mean, in an ideal world, it would just be COMC. Yeah, that would be ideal. But then that might be an acronym for some like. Some neo-Nazi organization. Exactly. Yeah. Cox out, Marxist, communist. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, I'll be seeing you guys later. I'm out. Um, You're done. Okay. You want to say on? So I'm just gonna keep going. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Will's out. It's just my turn. Um, no. Thank you guys so much for sitting in your stuff today. Thank you for listening. We are back with the OG content. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortiz. Thank you. Guys.